It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. First preseason game in the books. We're going to hear from Colt McCoy and Darius Geis, who gave us a scare last night in the Redskins' 26-17 loss for the Patriots. It's the look at the preseason. I'm not going to get overly worried about it, right? They blew a 17-0 lead. It's the preseason. Really, no starters even played in that one. Uh, I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter. NickAshew.com slash Redskins. Of course, you can hear me on 106.7 The Fan, uh, NBC Sports Washington as well. Yeah, look, the, it, the score doesn't matter. Really, nobody cares. Nobody's going to remember the score of this game. Everybody's going to remember that Darius Geis scared the hell out of everyone when you see him holding his knee and you're worried that at the end of the first quarter in that run uh, that something was really wrong. He says that he's okay. He says that he's going to be fine. He's not all that worried about it. That being said, it doesn't mean that it didn't scare us a little bit. I guess, you know, at the back end of the play when I was still forming him, my feet just kind of planted weirdly on the turf and my knee just hyperextended a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. It felt good, man. You know, uh, the other running backs asked me all my nerves. I'm like, man, no, man, I've been doing this for a long time, right? Even though it was my first NFL game, you know, football doesn't make me nervous. Yeah, look, he's cool with it. We'll hear more from Darius Guys a little later in the podcast, but as long as he's fine, there's been term risk. There seems to be no short-term risk, really, either. Players are balanced when it comes to the preseason, right? This is why players are sometimes held out, and that's exactly what the Redskins did. Uh, I Look, I get it. A lot of people are going to freak out about the starters not playing. You shouldn't really care. Keep this in mind, too. Moving forward now for the Redskins, they've got the Jets' joint practices coming up. This changes the equation completely. This changes the way that you look in terms of how you manage the preseason and the actual games early on. Because if you get your starters work in a slightly controlled atmosphere against quality competition like they're going to have against the Jets, I don't know how quality you want to maybe consider them, but they're quality enough. They're a professional football team, and you're not hitting the guy that's actually on your team in front of you. It's actually pretty much as valuable as really less risk on top of that when it comes to the uncontrolled environment of a game, a preseason game. So I'm fine with them doing that. The risk is low. It's better in this case. Look, they ended up having uh, Josh Doxson and Jordan Reed go check in with personal doctors and specialists instead of actually traveling with the team. 
Guys like DJ Swearinger, Jamison Crowder last night went through warmups. Fine, that's it. Like, just these guys all need to be healthy. They need to put themselves in a position where the the regular season is what they're focused on, right? I mean, that's what we've talked about on this podcast a lot. Is that this team's most dynamic weapons, most important weapons, they get hurt all the time. They're injury-prone. They're players that are boom or bust this year, and that's something you have to take into consideration. I'm not worried about it. These guys know how to put on a uniform. They know how to warm up. So who cares if you don't travel with the team for the first preseason game if you're Reed or Doxon? Also keep in mind, too, this is an opportunity for Jay Gruden to see some of the younger guys, to check on his depth, right? What did I say was the most important thing for this first preseason game? What type of depth do you have? What type of third and maybe even fourth string guys and special teamers do you have in camp that could contribute, hopefully, during the regular season? That's what you got to be able to figure out. That's why Darius Geis was listed as the fourth string running back. I mean, listen, he had six carries for 19 yards. That's it. I mean, that long run was negated, and then he hurt his knee on top of that. Capri Bibbs, four carries for 48 yards. Samaje Piran got seven carries, 31 yards. Surprisingly to me, Rob Kelly only ran the ball four times for six yards. And look, we know that Jay Gruden likes him. We know that Jay Gruden certainly wants to find a way to help him make the team. But Rob Kelly's going to have to help himself in the preseason as well. It's just one preseason game. There's still practice. There's a lot of other things. But we've heard plenty about Samaj P. Ryan not looking very good in practice. So this was an opportunity for him to at least show a little bit of what he can do. Had a 14-yard run. Capri Bibbs, though, really helped himself. Four carries, 48 yards, had a 41-yard run on top of that. So yeah, look, you're going to see, especially early on like this, players that the coaching staff says, we really want to make sure we can give you an opportunity to make this roster. They're out there. And that's what preseason's all about. Look, I hear people talking all the time about how the preseason needs to be shortened from four to two games. Three might be a little bit more of a decent compromise. If you talk to a lot of players, they'll say that that makes more sense. Just don't extend the regular season because you got to keep in mind, this is still an opportunity for coaches to figure out what their depth is, right? What else they have on the roster. It gives players an opportunity to make this team or audition for another team and have that game film right there. That's something that they have to take in consideration. So you start shortening this to two preseason games, and it's really not enough for these guys to get ready. And on top of that, with the fact you don't have these padded two-a-days anymore and there's all these other restrictions as to when players can practice, you now put yourself in a position where a lot of guys aren't ready physically for the regular season. That's why we have so many more of these injuries. A lot of them, their bodies just aren't prepared for the regular season, full-on contact, NFL football. And I know it seems counterproductive, but you do need to have some of that, some of that physicality before the regular season. Otherwise, these guys aren't necessarily going to be ready for it. We hear from Colt McCoy later in the podcast as well. He was 13 of 18, 189 yards and two touchdowns. There's another example of checking out your depth, right? McCoy gets that one-year extension. This is why the Redskins extended him. He's one of the best backups in the NFL. He showed it again last night against the Patriots. And granted, it's not a lot of Patriots starters, but this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a very capable backup in Colt McCoy if something, God forbid, happens to Alex Smith or even worse, he's just terrible, and they're like, we got to sit him even though we just signed him in this big contract and traded a third-round pick. Oh, and Kendall Fuller for him. Well, we'll have to go with Colt McCoy for a little bit. You have that there. Colt McCoy is one of the best backups in the NFL. He knows Jay Gruden's offense. Jay Gruden's comfortable with him. That's what makes him so valuable to this team. Kevin Hogan, 7-9, 44 yards. He's the third string. You know, we'll see what happens. He probably won't be active during the regular season anyway. Teams don't have three quarterbacks active anymore. It's weird how that's happened, right? Like, it's weird how we've gotten to this point where third-string quarterbacks just don't even suit up anymore. You have emergency quarterbacks out there instead. So, yeah, I, 
not a lot to take away from this first preseason game other than nothing major in terms of injuries right now. It looks like Matt Ioannidis is fine, according to Gruden. There's nothing really major, knock on wood, that's happened so far with this team in terms of injuries, in terms of problems, and that's a good sign. That's what we're hoping for. We'll see Deron Payne get worked back in more and more. We're going to see this team hopefully stay healthy, and then they can carry this over to the regular season. All right, we're going to hear from Jay Gruden and Colt McCoy and their reaction to the first preseason game. Next, it's the Locked on Redskins podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yeah, look, it was a smart move for Jay Gruden to keep most of his starters out, not giving them a lot of time. There's just no need this early in the preseason. You've got Jets joint practices coming up, which you can control the environment a little bit more, yet still get live hits, live contact against another NFL team. And you're not hitting the guy that's actually on your team across the field from you for a while. So Jay Gruden overall, look, he's not going to care about the score. It doesn't matter. He shouldn't, but he is happy with a lot of the things that happened last night against the Patriots. Second half. Yeah, first half we uh, executed well. And defense played well. Offense had a couple great drives, uh, athletic plays. Uh, they had that field goal at the end of the half, picked up a little momentum. And then the first drive of the second half, you know, they just held the ball for 10 minutes and ran it, I don't know, 15, 16 times. And we couldn't get a stop. So, uh, obviously, uh, stopping the run is what we're trying to do around here, but uh, we didn't get it done today. Just back to injuries, Trey Quinn and uh, Catalina. Yeah, Trey Quinn getting checked uh some internal stuff going on. Catalina just uh, got the wind knocked out of him. In terms of what you're looking for from Colt, is is that about it, and is that a good indication as why he has the contract that he just got? Yeah, I think so. He's got great command of the offense. He can move around the pocket, uh, and players respond to him. Uh, he gets the ball to the open people, and, and they make plays for him. So I thought it was a great uh, job tonight by Colt, without a doubt. We saw some of your veterans that we knew weren't going to play, guys like uh, DJ and Jamison go through warm-ups. Other guys like uh, Jordan and Josh Doxson did not. What goes into that decision of who travels, who goes through warm-ups, and, and those kinds of mechanics uh, It depends on uh, the injury. Um, and, you know, Josh uh, want to see it, 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 his own guy, and so did Jordan uh, back home. So we let him do that, get some extra treatment back home where they uh, get a couple of really good days rest, and then hopefully we'll see him Saturday morning. Uh, Tim Settle had a pretty good second half there. What did you see from him, and, and did you like what you saw? I like Settle. Settle made some plays over there. You know, he, he did a good job. Um, he was played a lot of minutes, too. You know, I think it was kind of a rude awakening for some of these guys when they had to play 15, 16 play drives. So I thought he handled it pretty well for his first game. Um, just on how much emphasis do you put on the, the bottom line and, and something like this? Is it? winning and losing is it I think there's a lot you can take away from game situations you know like I told them in there you know the end of the first half you know we have 17 nothing lead and all the momentum in the world and uh, we let them uh, go 60 yards in 30 seconds with I think two timeouts for kick a field goal and then they get the ball to start the third quarter and and they go 80 yards and 16 plays whatever it is and all of a sudden the momentum is totally switched and that's something that hey, we got to figure out we got to stop the bleeding somehow and you know, make a play so 
a lot of lessons to be learned in this game from uh, that standpoint. Bottom line, uh, really I'm looking for the players that stepped up and made some plays. First half I saw a lot of great things, second half some good things we'll take out of it, but uh, and a lot of learning experiences for all of us. Um, on offense, no Alex, you know, all, all backups just about. I know there were a few injuries in there. Uh, defense, he had a few starters in there, but what's the thinking behind that in the first preseason game, and does this mean we might see them a little bit longer in the second and third preseason games? It could. I think uh, a lot of the thinking was I want to see our guys play against, uh, you know, hopefully you know, a lot of the starters for New England. You know, I think it's a great opportunity for uh, some of these core backup players to get some great experience against a great team on the road. So uh, that was part of it. The other part of it is we have New Eng- or the Jets coming in for a couple days of practice. We're going to get some good work with our ones there. I want everybody to be healthy and fresh for that. And then we got game two, obviously, with them. So we really have a bonus type period with the Jets practices. So a uh, great opportunity to look at our young guys and our backup core backup guys. We know that based on last year, these guys are going to have to play a lot. We got to make sure they can. And and, uh, and they played pretty well for the most part. Uh, Jay, given all the injuries last year, what's going through your mind when you see Darius limping to the sideline and then you see Ioannidis and then you see guys just going down? Are you thinking like yeah, yeah, it's uh, frustrating. You know, it's 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 hard. You know, this is a tough game, and um, you hate to see anybody get hurt on any team, really. Um, but especially on your own team, you see the way these guys have been working in practice and practice and all that stuff, and limping around is not good. But, you know, that's football, and we have to obviously adjust, and that's why we have other players, backups, and rookies and all that. Jay, yeah, even... Just a little bit of seeing guys. What what did you see, um, even on the run that was called back on the hold and that he got hurt? I can see he's certain. He's a guy that uh, he doesn't like to carry the ball three times. He needs to carry the ball fifteen times. And he actually told me before the game, he says, "I don't want it three times. If you're going to give it to three times, don't even put me in." So we try to get a little lather for him going, and he popped the long run. And uh, unfortunately, I think he's got a leg tangled up in the turf. So uh, just one of those unlucky plays that uh, unfortunately happened to all players from time to time so hopefully uh it's nothing but if it is i'm sure darius will rehab it and get himself back but we'll find out uh tomorrow it sounds like you dodged a bullet with ionitis but in an ideal world would he even have been in at that point because i know you guys had some injuries later in the week in richmond that yeah, kind of left you a little defensive line so in an ideal world he would not have been in there but uh, we were pretty late colt mccoy proves once again that if the redskins need to go to their backup quarterback they've got one of the best in the nfl to locked on redskins podcast If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, we should feel comfortable with Colt McCoy as the backup quarterback in Washington. There's a reason why the Redskins extended him. There's a reason why the Redskins have kept him around. And it's good that he wants to stick around, too. He pretty much knows his role now at this point, that he's probably not going to be a starter in the NFL again, but he's going to be one of the best backups in the NFL. And is there really a better job in sports than a backup quarterback in the NFL? Make seven figures, don't take a lot of hits, everybody loves you, you don't have to deal with a lot of criticism, you can have a long, extended career. It's a pretty good gig. Colt McCoy's got it good. Yeah, I mean, he could go somewhere at some point if he wants to and try and be a starter and make more money, but... 
he's probably going to go to a bad team because no good team is going to go after a backup quarterback to become their starter and a guy that's been a backup quarterback really for a long time in the NFL. So Colt McCoy gave us more proof last night going 13 of 18, two touchdowns, 189 yards, that he is one of the best backups in the NFL. And the Redskins, if they ever need to go to him, you're going to be all right. It's not going to be bad. Here's Colt after the game. You know what? It's it's fun to play football. I mean, it's fun to play against another team and, and uh, nice to get hit. And, you know, it's go out there and compete a little bit. And, and I thought that, uh, you know, for the most part, we, we moved the ball pretty effect- effectively and, had some plays here and there you might want to have back, but uh, overall, I mean, you know, for a first preseason game, I felt like uh, I felt pretty good, and I think our, our group felt pretty good. At what point did you know you were going to start? Uh, I've known for a couple of days. I mean, I didn't. I, I, didn't, I knew Alex wasn't going to play, um, but you know, I've had a lot of work with. I, I got to give a hat off to uh, to that second offensive line. I mean, led by Bergie at center, those guys tie outside on the left. I mean. Those guys are outstanding. They're well coached by Coach Callahan, and and uh, all the looks that New England gave us today, I thought they they communicated and handled it well. And, and when you can have some you know pretty good protection up front, um, you know we, we we always count our guys outside to win. And you know for the most part, I felt like we did a good job tonight. Uh, I, like I said, I think they gave me a lot of protection. I thought the receivers did a really nice job. Um, I think everybody just as a group was ready to ready to go against somebody else. To be honest, and. You know, I felt I felt like, you know, in the first game, you you don't really game plan a whole lot. You don't really know exactly what they're going to play. So you just go out there and play by your rules, play fundamental football, and and uh, you know, I think we we moved the ball pretty well tonight. How much did Byron show? Uh, obviously, that that one play uh, where he scores, he has the blitz pick up on that that a couple plays earlier that drive. Uh, but just in terms of a, a unique talent, you've been around this league long enough to see a guy who had a thousand yard rushing, thousand yard receiving season at Oregon. Yeah. Can you see all that kind of come together? Yeah, Byron's great. Uh, he he's had a great camp. You know, when he came in here last year, I, I, f- I really felt like he would have he would have finished the year strong. You know, minus the hamstring that he that he got in, in uh, L.A. You know, late in the year. Um, but but he's smart. He's got great hands, great vision as a running back. He's he can do a lot. And uh, you know I, I knew what coverage we were getting on that touchdown play to him. And I just kind of leaned over and I'm like, hey, I, I think we're getting two man. You know you, you could be the throw here. And um, he he did a great job. He he's he's really good outside of you know running option routes. You can line him up in the slot. He can he can do a lot of things out there. He's got some experience playing receiver. So um, yeah, he he's he's a great player. About Maurice and Robert and, and Cam today. Yeah, those. I'm telling you, there's a there's a dogfight at wideout right now. I mean, uh, Maurice is you know, playing lights out. Cam has come in and really got into his playbook. He's a big target. He's fast. He's strong. Um, you know, Robert is making plays. He made a couple nice grabs for me today. He did a nice job versus man-to-man coverage. I mean, I, listen, I, I just distributed the football. Those guys did a great job of of getting open, running great routes had good protection um and i think you know that's what you want to see in 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 this first game because there's a lot of uncertainty i don't know what they're going to play they don't know we're going to run we're we're probably both doing some base things um but i i felt like overall uh those guys outside did a did a really nice job brian quicks had a great camp you know he's got a little thigh bruise but um you know i know he'll be back pretty quick i mean those guys are are really really talented and uh fun to work with what was your reaction when you saw guys go out of the game you know what? I, I didn't even. I, it was such a long run, and we had a penalty, and 
once they called the penalty, the ball came back, and I didn't I didn't know who was down. I didn't know it was Darius um, until I came back off, you know, after that because they were rotating backs. Um, and so, man, I just said a little prayer for Darius. I hope he's all right. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where we'll see where that goes. But uh, yeah, that's that was you know, you don't ever want to see anybody go down. What stood out to you from him? Just seeing him since he's come in here. Yeah, he he's been great. You know, tonight I think he was a little nervous. You know, he got his first couple carries. Um, I did my best to to calm him down, to tell him a little joke in the huddle, and I think once he once he got got calmed down and settled in, he he made a couple of really nice runs. Um, fun to watch. He's a great player. Me? Yeah. <laughs> um, they were PG. They were. They didn't. I didn't go overboard. Um, I was relaying some communications from Jay to Darius, and then Darius was like, "Well, can you talk back to Jay?" I'm like, "No, I can't. I can't tell, talk back to him." So we, I, I calmed him down a bit, but um, you know, certainly we, we we hope and pray that that he'll be all right. Cool. All right. As far as pre-game, preseason games go, how, how was that as far as the crowd atmosphere and playing on the road? Like- well, I'll tell you this. We hadn't uh, worked on our silent count yet, but there was a couple of times where if I had it, I'd have probably used it. Uh, we got down tight, a couple third downs. It got pretty loud. I, I was impressed with the with the crowd here. But, um, you know, I thought our, our guys were, were poised up front. They communicated well, and, and um, you know, we had a good first half. So up next for the Redskins, going to start on Sunday. They got joint practices with the Jets, the preseason game, then next Thursday against New York as well. That means Terrell Pryor is going to be in town. I made the prediction on this podcast, on the radio, and on TV. He's going to get popped by somebody. Terrell Pryor is going to get popped in camp at some point. When that happens, well, I can promise you we're going to talk about it right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter. Of course, check out my stuff at 1067 the fan, NickAshew.com slash Locked on Redskins as well we're back on monday more reaction to everything that happens over the weekend get you some more insiders uh to give you really the details that we don't always get to see with what's going on down in richmond it's the locked on redskins podcast hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.